the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So important for us to stay plugged in to the Word of God so that we can stay connected to the true power source. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. Hey, today we're going to be in Psalm 44. This is part two of a message that we started last time. I entitled it Another Day, and we're looking at Hezekiah. You know, we're not told for sure that he wrote this, but most commentators believe that he wrote this. And the circumstances were the city of Jerusalem was surrounded by the king of Assyria. And they came down and they were threatening to crush Israel like a cockroach. So the first few verses of Psalm 44 was just Hezekiah reminding himself from the scripture of how God had delivered them in times past. And if God had delivered them in times past, he certainly would deliver them now. And these are the words that King Hezekiah spoke to the people as the people looked out over the walls and saw this humongous army ready to crush them. This is what Hezekiah said to them in 2 Chronicles 32, 7. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be dismayed because the king of Assyria, nor because of the horde that is with him. For the one that is with us is greater than the one that is with him. With him is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help and to fight our battles. And the people relied on the words of Hezekiah, the king of Judah. Well, there he is. He said it. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. For we have many adversaries, do we not? You know, that word adversary that it uses in Psalm 44, verse 4, it means any person who is opposed to us. Any person who is hostile towards us, you know, there's many people that are hostile towards us. Hey, you got a family? (laughs) I bet you got some family members that are hostile. What about the workplace? Don't you have some people at the workplace that are a little hostile? Maybe you have a supervisor that is hostile towards you. Maybe you got a neighbor you just can't get along with. They just don't like you. But we have not only those adversaries, but we also have the king of all adversaries, and that is the devil himself. You know, the Bible says this in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Be of a sober spirit. Be on the alert, because your adversary, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. You know, I'm really big time into watching these nature shows and everything, and I I love watching big cats and everything. But, you know, you can take your house cat 
all the way up to a lion or a tiger. And cats, they all hunt the same. They get into the whole commando crawl, and they do the full silent thing, and they just kind of creep up on their prey. And when they get close enough, they lunge out and grab them. And then the, the lion or the tiger goes for the jugger vein and just, you know, puts them out and eats them alive. You're like, okay, that's enough graphic here for the radio today. All right. But anyway, you get the point. But now the Bible likens the devil to that type of of an animal where he preys about on us. He sneaks up on us and he gets us when we're not looking. Yes, we are told to be sober, meaning don't be intoxicated with our present world order at all, or drugs or alcohol too, but not to be caught up in the world order. Don't be asleep in your faith is what that is saying. We must be alert. Why? Because the devil, he wants to steal from you. He wants to steal from me. He wants to destroy our witness with the people that are around us. He wants to kill us spiritually. That's why Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what the devil wants to do. Verse 5 of Psalm 44 says, Through the name of the Lord, we will push back our enemy. We will trample down those who rise up against us. You know, I remember when we were doing the build-out on our church here in Los Angeles. You know, we had many of the L.A. City building and planning, uh, you know, commission people and the the, uh, inspectors. Man, they were against us. Everything that we tried to do, they just were against us. It's like, I don't know if they were locked in a closet when they were a kid. I don't know what. But all I know is this. They were against us. And, I mean, this one guy said, You can only have 300 seats in your sanctuary. I mean, our sanctuary can hold like 800 seats. And he's like, you can only have 300 seats and they have to be bolted to the floor. And I mean, he was just a hard nose towards us, man. He just hated the church. And so we're just like, oh, what are we going to do? We have to bolt these things down. I mean, what happens when we have to move the chairs out? We got to unbolt each seat. I mean, it was just going to be a nightmare. So we went back again and we sat down with another commission person. And that guy, he was totally favorable towards our church. He goes, what is this? No, this is wrong. Let me change this. Let me change that. And he goes, your occupancy of your building will be 960. I mean, this guy just went big for us, you know? So yes, the devil had his people that worked for the city of LA, but guess what? The Lord had his people working for the city of LA also, because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Yeah. It goes on, it says in Psalm 44, verse 6, it says that we are not to trust in our own abilities. See, Hezekiah knew that he wasn't going to be saved by the bow or the sword. Like, hey, we're not going to outman this army out there. I mean, we're surrounded. This army is 10 times bigger than us. We're not going to be able to outman them. You know, this opposing army was just too big, you know. Uh, And so they came down with their own authority. But Hezekiah said, guess what? Greater is he that is in us than he that is in you. They might be, you know, people around us, they might be bigger than us. They might have more authority than us. People around us might be greater than us. They might even be smarter than us. But when the Lord is with you and me, nothing else matters. When he is on our side, the odds will always go in our favor. Because again, newsflash, the battle belongs to the Lord. Whatever you're facing today, 
The battle belongs to the Lord. That's why, like it says in verse 8, our boast is in the Lord all day long. And we will give thanks to the Lord forever. Or maybe better said, we will give thanks to the Lord for all he has done in my past. We will give thanks to the Lord for everything that he's doing today. And I'm going to give thanks to the Lord how he's going to watch over us in the future. Which brings up this other thought. Man has given us hardship. So now he goes on to say in verse 9, yet you have rejected us and brought us to dishonor. Uh, Wait a second. Hezekiah, is this the same guy? (laughs) Wait a second. You were just giving the Lord all the glory a second ago. He goes on and he says, and do not go out with our armies. You know, you cause us to turn back from our adversaries and those who hate us have taken spoil for themselves. You give us a sheep to be eaten and scattered among the nations. Oh, whoa, what just happened here? (laughs) Wait, where did this man of faith, Hezekiah, just go? Man, he just just turns a corner from verse 8 to verse 9. Like, what just happened here? You know, I thought you were trusting in the Lord. I thought that the battle belonged to the Lord. You just said that a second ago. You know, what could have possibly happened that would cause such a change in heart and mind for Hezekiah? Well, just ask yourself. If you're in your car driving right now, pull down your visor. If you got a little mirror there that you can look at yourself and say, has that ever happened to you? I mean, where one day you're trusting in the Lord and you seem to be, you know, the man of a, of a, a faith of a hundred Christians or the woman with the faith of a hundred Christians. I mean, it's like, I mean, haven't we all done this at some point where we're super faithful at one point and then just completely faithless at another point, just suddenly out of the blue, you know, some new circumstance comes into play and all of a sudden the horizon becomes foggy and our future is uncertain. Yes, just like the weather can change suddenly, our faith can change suddenly. I remember this one time, speaking of the weather, I was in South Dakota, and it was in July. So these people had me over to their house. This is on July 4th. I have a barbecue. They got a volleyball net set up. Man, I got my shirt off. It's like 100 degrees. I'm sweating like a pig. I'm playing volleyball. Sun's beating down. I'm getting sunburned, okay? Then about 2 o'clock, I seen this little black cloud, like, off in the distance. And the black cloud coming closer and closer. This is July 4th, okay? It's 100 degrees, okay? Okay, do you know that by 5 o'clock, it's snowing like the size of potato chips. I remember calling my wife at like 7 o'clock at a payphone. This is before cell phones. Okay, I'm dating myself now. Okay, I call her from a payphone. It's snowing on me, and I'm telling my wife, I go, I've got suntan lotion on. I got. I have to put lotion on my back because I got sunburned today, and right now it's 28 degrees and snowing. She's like, what? I go, it was 100 degrees five hours ago, and now it's 28 degrees and snowing. Anyway, what does that have to do with our study today? Uh, nothing. I just didn't think you could go to sleep tonight without knowing that. But anyway, getting back here, what it just means is, you know, our faith can change like the weather sometimes. Just like fashions change, hardships can change from bad to worse. And that's exactly what happened to Hezekiah. We're told that after Hezekiah encouraged the people that the king of Assyria started speaking to the people saying, look at you and where you're at. 
You're under my siege, the king of Assyria said. You know, I have surrounded you. Don't you listen to your king, Hezekiah, because I'm the one calling the shots now. Then he does what no man should ever do. He starts talking trash against the Lord. That's right. He's talking smack about our Lord. Maybe he never really heard about what happened to Goliath and him talking trash about the Lord. Remember, he's out there. Hey, what am I, a dog? You send this little kid, David, out here to fight me? Uh, is that a rhetorical question? Yeah, you are a dog. But anyway, he, he tells David, Goliath says, I'm going to feed you to the birds of the air. And David, you know, who's probably only 15 years old, says, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to feed you and your entire Philistine army to the birds of the air. And he took him out with one stone as the Lord sped that stone up probably two or 3,000 miles an hour. Anyway, why do we go over all these things in the Scripture? Why do we compare Scripture with Scripture when we're trying to prove a point? Because here at Core Truth Radio, well, we do nothing but teach the truth of God's Word. We're sponsored by Core Church Los Angeles, the church. And listen, if you live anywhere in the L.A. basin, you know, you're 30, 45 minutes away, I encourage you to come to Core Church Los Angeles. We've got three services on Sunday morning, 830 10.30 and 12.30. And is it even possible that someone's listening on the radio right now and you haven't gone back to church since COVID? Are you serious? Get back to church. The Bible says don't forsake the assembling of the brethren. I mean, I know we still have some people that used to come and they haven't come back. You know, we never closed down for COVID, man. We rebelled against everything here in California. And we took on a ton of people from other churches that never opened back up. And so anyway, but there's still some people that have not gone back to church yet. Listen, if you got to wear a mask, whatever you whatever you feel comfortable, but get back in the church. And listen, if you're on one of our radio stations on the East Coast or you live too far away, I encourage you to download our free app from the App Store. And you can watch our live services. All three services are broadcast live every Sunday, 8.30, 10.30, 12.30. Of course, those on the East Coast, you got to add three hours of that because, well, you're three hours ahead of us. But anyway, I encourage you to uh, download that app. But getting back here to Psalm 44 here, uh, let me tell you what happened in 2 Chronicles 13. Let me read it to you here, because this is what the king of Assyria said. He says, do you not know what I and my fathers have done to all the people of all the lands? Okay, so this is him talking trash to the people of Israel. He says, were the gods of the nations of the lands, were they able to deliver their land from my hand? Absolutely not. You know, who is there among all the gods of all the nations which my fathers utterly destroyed? Who could deliver his people out of my hand that your God should be able to deliver you from my hand? Like, your God's not going to do anything. He'll fall like all the other gods did is what he's saying. Verse 15 in Second Chronicles 32 says, Now, therefore, do not let Hezekiah, your king, deceive you or mislead you like this. And do not believe him for no no God of any nation or kingdom is able to deliver his people from my hand or from the hand of my fathers. How much less your God deliver you from my hand. Wow. Boy, is this guy some arrogant, pompous king or what? So, yes, when Hezekiah and the people heard this from the king of Assyria, when they saw with their eyes the size of his incredible military force outside of their walls— their faith went into a free fall. 
Their faith left a building like Elvis. He's out of here. It's gone. Yes, our senses are a total blessing to us usually, right? Aren't our senses usually a blessing, like the sense of smell? Man, when you can just sit there and smell like like fajitas being grilled, and they just come out on your plate, on the steel plate, and they're still sizzling, and you're just smelling the fajitas. You know, it's like, I love the sense of smell. You know, it's just awesome. You know, I came home uh, last Sunday, and my wife, because these people at our church bought us, uh, like, Kansas City steaks uh, on Christmas, so we still have some in the fridge. Freezer, my wife, she cooked me a ribeye and I opened the door and it was like a vacuum suction into my nostrils. And it's like my wife cooks steaks in a skillet, a, a, a frying pan, but she does a seasoning thing. Let me tell you, it's better than any Morton steak. It's better than any Ruth Chris. I mean, I'm telling you, killer. And I walked in and it was like, oh my goodness, it was awesome. Anyway, okay, let's uh, think other thoughts here. I'm getting hungry here. But anyway, you know, I love the sense of sight. You know, I love looking at a perfect sunset, you know, all the beautiful colors that fill the sky. I love the sense of hearing when we're listening to the perfect worship song. Senses are usually good, but sometimes our senses are not good. Okay, because in the earlier verses, they were totally encouraged by the hand of God moving from the past, but now their senses have taken over. Why? Because they listened to what the king of Assyria said. And the king of Assyria said, don't listen to Hezekiah, your king. And then their sense of eyesight was looking at the enormity of his military that was completely surrounding them. And it was too much for their flesh. They listened to the king of Assyria, and then they saw the size of his army, and all of a sudden, their faith left them. But now, they're hearing this king, and he's just saying, oh, it's going to be over for you guys. We better surrender. There's no hope for us. We're all going to die. We better take another vaccine. Okay, this is what they were going through right here. But now, we can see why it's so important for us to stay plugged in to the Word of God so that we can stay connected to the true power source so we can be at the feet of the Lord and we don't listen to the voice of the world. For the king of Assyria was saying, believe me and surrender or you're all going to die. And as sad as it sounds, from King Hezekiah all the way down to the lowest servant, they listened to the king of Assyria over the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And as now, as, as outlandish as things are, now a moment of fear and doubt has come in. Verse 9 says, you know, God, you've rejected us. You're not going to fight for us. Verse 10 says, they're going to take everything that we have. They're going to kill us like sheep. All of these things. It's amazing how far our faith can fall so quickly when we allow the spirit of doubt to inhabit our soul. Let me ask you right now while you're listening on the radio. Have you allowed yourself to give up? Have you given in to doubt? Have you allowed yourself to stop praying about a certain problem or habit that you have in your life? Have you given up on something that you once thought the Lord was going to move in? And you're like, I know the Lord's going to do this, but now it's like, well, it hasn't happened for a couple years. Eh, I don't know. You know, what if it's, a, you know, a sin area? Maybe it's something else, you know, whatever it is. Are you giving up and giving in? Stand firm, I say, on the promises of God. Don't give up. 
What's wrong with you? Our God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. The earth is traveling in an orbit around the sun that's 520 million miles long. We're traveling at a speed of 1,000 miles per second right now. I mean, do you think that just all happened through NASA saying some big bang explosion happened 13 billion years ago? No, that's the creator God that made that. It's the same God that's making your heart beat in your chest with no batteries. We need to keep moving forward with faith. If I would have listened to the majority of the people, you know, that I talked to about buying our building almost 10 years ago, we would still not be in a building right now. But we went into that thing. We had no money, and we bought an $8.5 million building. I mean, it was just totally the Lord. And so I, why? Because God said in my heart, he told me. It's like I felt it inside. I'm telling you, the God of Abraham— Isaac and Jacob is going to give us this building. It's amazing because the guy that sold it to us was a Jewish guy, and I told him that. I said, hey, I'm telling you, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is going to give us this building. And he said, yeah, well, you believe in faith. I believe in money, and you don't have any. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, he was, he was right about that, but he was wrong about us buying the building because at the end of four months, we bought that building. <laughs> Crazy, but true. But I'll tell you what, God wants to move in your life, but we have to simply trust and believe in him, which brings up this last thought quickly here. It says, when our heart doesn't move, and it goes on to say in Psalm forty-four seventeen, he says, all this has come upon us, but we have not forgotten you, Lord. So now Hezekiah comes back to faith again. He had faith in the middle, at the beginning of the Psalm. He lost the faith in the middle. It left the building with Elvis. But now in verse 17, he's back to faith again. He says, God, we haven't forgotten you. You have not dealt falsely with your covenant. Our heart has not turned back and our steps have not deviated from your way. Yet you have crushed us in the place of jackals and covered us with a shadow of death. But, Lord, we know you're going to work things out for us. Yes, they thought it was over for them, and they were losing all hope. But again, verse 17 says, we have not forgotten you. Verse 18, their heart was still committed to the Lord. And yes, they thought the Lord was going to allow them to get crushed and left in the shadow of death. But their heart was not going to be moved. And that's what God wanted to see, that their heart would not be moved. Because it's so easy to follow the Lord when everything is going great. But how many will still follow the Lord when the chips are down and misery has encompassed your life? Well, how did all this turn out? How did it end? Well, it tells us in Second Chronicles thirty-two twenty. Let me read it to you. This is how it ended. But King Hezekiah and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, prayed about this, and they cried out to heaven. Yeah, it wasn't just your typical, yes, Lord, can you just meet all of our needs? No, they were crying out to heaven. Lord, we need some help here, okay? We're going down. We're sinking, okay? And the Lord sent an angel, get this, who destroyed every mighty warrior and commander and officer in the camp of the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria returned in shame to his own land, and when he had entered the temple of his god, some of his own children killed him in there with the sword so that the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Wow. <laughs> it's like they didn't have to do anything. The angel of death went in there and just slaughtered them all. So how do we end here today? Never forsake trusting in the Lord. For who else do you have to trust in? 
Remember, when the bottom falls out, you need to pray. When the hurricane is roaring, you need to pray. When the mountain falls on us, you need to pray. And maybe that's exactly what someone needs to do right now. You need to pray. Maybe you say, well, Pastor, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable praying. You know, I'm, I'm a prodigal son. I'm a prodigal daughter. I've been kind of living in sin right now, and I don't think the Lord loves me right now. Well, you're, you're right and wrong. Okay, if you're right, if you're a prodigal son by confessing it, you're wrong in the fact that God doesn't love you. He does love you, but your sin will separate you from God. So if you want to get rid of that sin right now and get right with God, he'll take you back in in a heartbeat, like right this second, in a millisecond. But pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died for me and you were buried. But I believe you rose again from the dead. Come inside of me. Save me, Lord. I Be my Lord. Be my God. Be my Savior and be my friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I want to send you some materials to help encourage you in this walking relationship with God. And so you can text me at 323 323- 807-3255. That's 323-807-3255. And if you want to just email me, you can email me at Bible at CoreChurchLA.com. But any way you go about it, may the Lord bless the rest of your day. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, all one word, to 77977. You can also get via our app and online at corechurchla.org. Or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34. 34- 789 Los Angeles, California 90034 Three-star general Michael J. Flynn Head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency Knew all the government's dirty secrets He was one of the most respected generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to He understood its funding He ordered the first audit Of the use of contractors This set off alarm bells The explosive new documentary Flynn Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.